Oh, thank you so much. It's so good to be with you. Um, you can open your Bibles, if you have one, to 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, many of you use that app on your phone, so you can pull up the, uh, the Bible app. That's the only thing you can pull up. The, no, I'm kidding. Um, I've been asked by a few folks if, um, if I'm wearing Dave's clothes. <laughs> so we don't have our luggage yet, and um, they said, is that Jumper Dave's? And I said, yes. I think I look better than Dave in Dave's clothes. In fact, let's just vote now. How many, how many would say, just yell out yes, that I look better in Dave's clothes than Dave does? Yes. That seems to pass, that vote. I'm sorry. It is good to be with you. Um, and I'm going to introduce my, my friends that travel from the States uh, we have been praying for this time and so looking forward to this time. And as Dave said, that is an expression of a few things. First of all, uh, we do love you. Uh, even if we don't know you yet, Amen. we carry an affection and appreciation for you on our hearts. Um, the, the other thing is that it is, in our mind, just an expression, practical expression, of the partnership we share within our family of churches. This is how we do partnership together. We, we serve one another. And um, we come here to serve you. But I believe you're, you're, you're going to serve us in many ways. It'll be a two-way street in that regard. But, but thirdly, and maybe most importantly, us being here and us being together is an expression of the gospel itself. Because we, we, we love and appreciate you. We, um, we love our partnership that we share with you. But the most important thing we share is Jesus. And it doesn't matter where we live on this globe or what language we speak or what ethnicity we're a part of. We are united in Christ Amen. through his saving death and resurrection. So this weekend we've been praying would be a celebration of that, of the gospel, and that all that would occur here this weekend, as we just prayed a few moments ago, would be exclusively for the glory of God. Amen? Okay, Dave asked me to take 15 minutes and to build anticipation for this weekend he set the bar very high and so i need the help from god's work to do that i'm just going to share a few thoughts from first corinthians 12 i believe on sunday if you were there dave preached you preached from first corinthians 14 right um one of, one of the which verse was it by the way do you remember okay you just went through a few uh, god's empowering presence right was the name of that sermon uh, to just sort of begin to set the tone for the weekend. I'm actually going to share from 1 Corinthians 12. So as you, as you know, the letter written to the Corinthians, this first letter, hits a, a number of topics, one of them being the spiritual gifts. And that's dedicated to chapters 12 through 14, uh, that wonderful chapter on love inserted between chapters 12 and 14. We're going to, to look at 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 11. And then we're going to sing. And then we're going to do a little bit of ministry after that. And then we're going to sing after that before we go to sleep tonight. Uh, title of this very short little message is Christians are spiritual people. So 1 Corinthians 12, and let's read the first 11 verses. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans... You were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one 
speaking in the Spirit of God, ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For, for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions each one individually as he wills. Let's pray. Lord, you are addressing us tonight from your word. And these are your words. They're not man's words. They were written by man, but divinely inspired by you. And we believe that you want to speak to us tonight and throughout this weekend as the Holy Spirit works. And so we pray for that. We we pray, Lord, together for your presence. We pray for the filling of the Holy Spirit. We pray that we would be led by the Spirit as we see here in verses 7-11, that the gifts that are used this weekend would be empowered by the Spirit of God. So that as we care for one another, as we pray for one another, as the gifts are used, there would be a distinct demonstration of the Spirit's power. And we pray for that because we ask that you would do what we haven't even planned. We ask that you would answer our prayers in ways that We couldn't even imagine to ask you. Do this weekend what you will for the good of this church and the strengthening of this group of people and for your glory. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We live in a physical, material, traffic jam, schedule-packed, fast-paced world. You faced traffic coming here, didn't you? We daily feel the pressures of work of raising our families, of providing for ourselves. Our cars break down, hopefully none tonight. The roofs on our houses, they need to be replaced. And we have to go see the doctor, maybe even more frequently because we get sick and our bodies are aging. All of these things serve as reminders to us that we live in a physical, material world. And we have to be careful that the demands of of the effect of living in a physical, material world don't lull us into forgetting as Christians that we are spiritual people. Spiritual people is a theme throughout this letter to Corinthians. You could look at 1 Corinthians 2, verses 8 through 16, for example. So if, if we as Christians forget that we are people who, who live unaware of this reality that we are spiritual people, we will not live with an awareness of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
Richard Lovelace says this, the failure to recognize the Holy Spirit as personally present in our lives is widespread in the churches today. Even where Christians know about the Holy Spirit doctrinally, they've not necessarily made a deliberate point to getting to know Him personally. A normal relationship with the Holy Spirit should at least approximate the Old Testament experience described in Psalm 139. A profound awareness that we are always face to face with God. That as we move through the presence, through, that as we move through life, the presence of His Spirit is the most real and powerful factor in our daily environment. That underneath the momentary static of events, conflicts, problems, and even excursions into sin, He is always there. Christian, do you believe that? Do you believe that He, meaning the Holy Spirit, is always there? Do you live with aware that the Holy Spirit is the most real and most powerful factor in your life each and every day? See, we can't allow the demands of living in a physical world to, to numb us to the reality that we are Christians, and as Christians, we are spiritual people who are indwelt with the Spirit of God. Now, in the opening section of this letter, to, or in this section of the letter that introduces the gifts in sections 12 through 14, Paul, where Paul wants, as we can tell, to discuss the spiritual gifts, he begins the conversation there, as you might have noted, by drawing our attention to the truth that we are spiritual people. And here's how he does, how he does that. He, he says in verses 2 and 3, he begins by reminding us of who we were, that we were pagans. That's who we were at one point, who were being led astray, as he says here, by mute idols. But, but now we are people who declare that Jesus is Lord. And it's clear from verse 3 that the only way that anyone can declare that Jesus is Lord is through the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. This verse is important in understanding the rest of this text because it addresses the spiritual gift before addressing the spiritual gifts, because Paul wants to address our attention in a couple of ways. Here's the first one. First of all, in referencing the, the regenerating work of the Spirit, he is, he is sort of opening our eyes to the broad work of the Spirit. So before talking just about the spiritual gifts, he's reminding us there's much more the Spirit does than empower the gifts. And one of those is the regenerating work of the Spirit, being born again, as Jesus talked about in John chapter 3, verses 6 through 7. Here's, here's what we've got to remember as we start this retreat. You and I were at once dead in our sins and trespasses. There's no way that we could know God. There's no way that we could declare Jesus is Lord. We were dead to our sin and trespasses until the Spirit works. And the Spirit convicts us of sin and, and gives us saving faith, realizing our need for a Savior so that we repent of our sin and place our trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ through His death and resurrection. That is the greatest miracle we will ever know. We're going to have wonderful times of, of ministry this weekend. I believe you're going to be encouraged and edified. But the greatest miracle that we have is that of salvation given through the regenerating work of the Spirit. 
And by the way, if you're, if you're here maybe and you're, you're not a Christian, boy, are we so glad that you are here. Yes. We're so glad. And God may work, the Spirit may work in you this weekend where you would be born again. And you'll declare with us that Jesus is Lord. Now the second thing that Paul seems to reference here, we, we know from verse 3 that at our conversion, when we are born again, we are indwelt with the Spirit of God, right? The Spirit of God lives in us. But, but there's, a, there's a reference to the Spirit's work in our lives through, throughout this text that reminds us we're also people that need to be daily filled with the Spirit of God. That's why Paul writes in Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Spirit. He writes it in present tense language, and we're going to take a look at that on Sunday, because as Christians, we are spiritual people when we are born again, who are indwelt with the Spirit of God, but we have a daily need then to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can experience the presence and the power of the Spirit in our lives, so that we can aware that He is the most real and powerful factor in our lives as we walk through this mundane world. Brothers and sisters, don't you want to know and experience the presence and power of the Spirit in your life? That's what this retreat's about, right? This is why we gather. We come with an anticipation of knowing the Spirit's work more. Don't you want to be led by the Spirit and live in a way that anticipates the spontaneous work of the Spirit in your life even more regularly than you're experiencing now? Well, be aware as we start this retreat, we have to be careful that we don't allow the routine, the mundane, the demands of living in a physical world to keep us from forgetting that we are really spiritual people indwelt with the Spirit of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I have to remind myself of this often, uh, actually daily, and maybe several times a day, because I get lulled into busyness and the things I've got to get done and the demands of living in a physical world. It was a, it was a few years ago that there was a, a member of our church who sent me a text on Thanksgiving Day. You know what, thanks, that's an American holiday, I know, but you know what Thanksgiving Day is, right? So uh, it's, a, it's a day where families gather and we have meals and we give thanks and we eat too much and it's just, it's a blast. Um, it's a lot of fun. So she texts me on Thanksgiving Day and she said, Mark, I, I've got a prophetic word for you and Jill and I think I'm supposed to share it with you today. So I got the text and I just thought, well, it's, it's Thanksgiving Day. She's, she's busy baking turkey and making all the trimmings and... You know, I'll just, I'll just call her tomorrow. I'll, I'll just talk to her tomorrow. And started to go about the rest of my day and, and went upstairs for some reason and, and in the moment was just stopped. It's one of those moments where I just, you know, you just realize that the Lord's here. It's like, Mark, I want you to call her now. And so, I, of course, I wrestled with, is this me? Is this the Lord? Do you, you ever do that? Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit this weekend. <laughs> And uh, so I, I, I wrestled with that, and so I thought, well, let's, let's assume it's the Lord. And so I called her, and she said, I, I'm so sorry to bother you on Thanksgiving Day. I didn't know if you were going to call me. I didn't know if you were going to respond, but I really believe the Lord's given me this impression for you and Jill. And then she just shared this prophetic impression with me that was encouraging and edifying and very, very timely for our lives. And so I explained to her that I wasn't going to call you. Because I was so wrapped up in thinking about the, all these other things until the Spirit of God stopped me and said, call. 
you know what? I'm so glad I did. Because that word is very encouraging. And I went downstairs and I shared it with Jill and she was encouraged. See, I, I share that because I have this need. I have this need to be aware of the Spirit's presence and power. You have that need to be aware of the Spirit's presence and power. We have a daily need to be filled with the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, to live more in the good of the presence and the power and the leading of the Spirit in our lives. Which is why Dave and Brendan and Patrick and Riley have planned this retreat with you in mind. Because they they want that not only for themselves, they want that for you. And they were so kind to invite me and allow me to bring friends from Covenant Fellowship Church to join us who are eager to serve you. And these folks I'm about to introduce to you, I I want you to just get to know during our time together. You should know that um, on their own initiative, they have for at least a couple of months now gathered on their own, maybe a couple times a month, just to pray for you and to pray for our time together. They did some fasting and praying. They sent me several emails that I have printed out with prophetic impressions that they believe they have for you as a group or as individuals that are here that you will eventually meet. They, they come here with an anticipation of the Spirit's work. And I believe we're going to encounter the Spirit in some wonderful ways. So I want to introduce them before we go back into singing. Uh, let me just say it this way. Like your pastors who love you, a pastor loves his people. And I love these people. They are friends. They are brothers and sisters in Christ. I, I, I've watched them serve in so many ways And it's always a joy to serve alongside of them. So what I'm going to ask you guys to do is just to stand up and kind of turn around um, so that they know. It's not not this, you know, barely raise your hand moment. Okay, this is... This is where you stand up and turn around. So let me uh, me start over here. This is Bill and Ramona Doyle. And you can wait and applaud after everybody stands up, okay? Um, Because you'll clap all the time. We won't get through this. So um, this is Jocelyn Whitpan. This is Martin Keeney. Dan and Jeannie Welch, Everett and Lori Petit, Doug Gardner, and Rick Orlando. Okay, now you can welcome them if you'd like. You're there. Let's pray. Lord, we, um, we first of all thank you for the greatest miracle that's been done in our lives that miracle of regeneration for we were dead in our trespasses and sins we were pagans (laughs) led by mute idols and now we are sons and daughters of the living god oh my goodness what a miracle that you transferred us from the domain of darkness, from death and brought us to life, from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of the Son. And we are people now who are indwelt by the Spirit and people who are eager to know the Spirit more, to experience the Spirit's presence as the third person of the Trinity. So we pray for tonight and we pray throughout this weekend 
Lead us, Holy Spirit, we pray. And we pray that as the gifts are used, again, may there be a demonstration of the Spirit's power for your glory and your glory alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.